0: We go to sleep, wake up in the morning, and it's like everything's brand new. We get to start a new day with you, a new chance to, to serve you, to do a better job of living for you. We thank you for the fact that as we accept you as our Savior, we get a brand new start on life. and uh, The old things are passed away. All things have become new in Jesus Christ, and we praise you for that. We just ask this morning, as we begin to sing to you, that you would accept our songs as what they are, uh, offerings of praise to you for who you are, for all the things that you've done for us. We pray that you'll be with Steve as he shares your word and continues to look at the scriptures reminding us that although this world seems out of control, very chaotic, um, and certainly not the way we would want it to be, you're still in charge. You are the God of the universe. You are omnipotent. You are sovereign. And all things that are working are working towards the end that you have. We praise you that we already know from your word what that end's going to look like, with us ending up in your very presence and living with you forever in a brand new body, like Jesus Christ, amazing all the things you prepared for us. Give us a great morning together of worship and encourage our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to start with a great hymn. This is a hymn that could really be a a prayer hymn because it's talking about drawing near to God. Uh, He says if we'll draw near to him, he'll draw near to us. And we should, and our hearts constantly be desiring to know God better and better, to be more like Him, to be nearer to Him. Draw me nearer and nearer, blessed Lord.
1: I am thine, O Lord, I have heard thy voice And it told thy love to me But I long to rise in the arms of faith And be closer drawn to thee Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord To the cross where thou hast died Draw me nearer, nearer nearer, blessed Lord, to thy precious bleeding side. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. Let my soul look up with a steadfast hope and my will be lost in thine. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord To the cross where Thou hast died Draw me nearer, nearer Nearer, blessed Lord To Thy precious bleeding side O the pure delight of a single hour That before Thy throne I spend. When I kneel in prayer And with Thee, my God I commune as friend with friend. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to the cross where Thou hast died. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to Thy precious bleeding side. There are depths of love that I cannot know Till I cross the narrow sea There are heights of joy that I may not reach Till I rest in peace with Thee Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord To the cross where Thou hast died Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord To thy precious bleeding side.
0: Give you a little preview. i am get an opportunity to teach next week. And we're going to be looking at all the blessings of God that He's given us spiritually in their heavenly places. And one of those is our forgiveness of sins. And He's given us some special verses in His Word to remind us that He does forgive sins, that He's blessed and willing to remove all our sins and to cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. One of those verses is found in First John 1, 7 and 9, which we're going to sing now. It talks about if we confess our sins, all we have to do is agree with God that we have sinned, to ask His forgiveness. He's faithful and just mm-hmm. to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What an amazing promise forgiveness of sins if we walk in the light
1: if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship with one another and the blood of his son Jesus Christ cleanses us from all of our sin. If if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. The truth is not in us. If we confess our sin, he is faithful to forgive and to cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. If we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of His Son, Jesus Christ, cleanses us from all of our sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. The truth is not in us. If we confess our sin, He is faithful to forgive and to cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. If we confess our sin, He is faithful to forgive and to cleanse us from all our unrighteousness.
0: Thank you. You may be seated. One thing I love about hymns is that they are so amazing doctrinally. The Word of God, whoever the uh, hymn writers, they were so amazing in being able to take God's Word and look at all the great thoughts and truths that God teaches and put those into hymns. And this is one of the most doctrinally profound hymns in in the hymnal it's a very simple one. It says, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. I don't think we can get any deeper doctrinally than the fact that For some reason, because of grace and mercy, Jesus Christ loves us.
1: Jesus loves me The Bible tells me so Jesus loves me He who died Heaven's gate to open wide He will wash away my sin Let his little child come in Yes, Jesus loves me, Yes, Jesus loves me, Yes, Jesus loves me, The Bible tells me so. Jesus loves me, He will stay, Close beside me all the way, On the cross you died died for me, me. I will will ever live for thee. Yes, Jesus Jesus loves loves me. me, yes, Jesus loves me, yes, Jesus loves me, the Bible tells me
0: so. There's one other verse to that that isn't in the hymnal that I learned when I was young, and it's, Jesus loves me when I'm good, when I do the things I should. Jesus loves me when I'm bad, but it makes him very sad. But still, Jesus loves me. <laughs> An amazing truth. One last before um, we have our Bible reading, as Steve comes up. In the garden. Um, very beautiful very old hymn
1: I come to the garden alone while the dew He tells me I am His own And the joy we share As we tarry there None other has ever known He speaks and the sound of His voice Is so sweet The birds hush their singing And the melody that he gave to me Within my heart is ringing And he walks with me And he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. And the joy We share As we tarry There None other Has ever Known I'd stay In the garden With him Though the night But he bids me go through the voice of woe, his voice to me is calling. And he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me all. I we share as we tarry there, none other has ever.
0: Our scripture reading this morning is found in the book of Romans, the 8th chapter. We'll be reading verses 28 through the end of the chapter, 39. If you brought a Bible with you, you're welcome to turn to Romans 8 and read with us. If not, there should be a Bible in the pew in front of you. And if you don't want to do that, then you can certainly just sit and listen to the Word of God. Romans chapter 8, beginning at verse 28. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified... He also glorified. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? Let's pray. Father, we live in a world of total uncertainty for us. We can't control anything, it seems like. We have no power to even give ourselves one breath or one heartbeat. And those around us, we have no control over either. But we serve a God who is in control of everything. And we belong to a God who controls every aspect of our lives. He's in charge. You have the power to do everything in our lives you desire. You give us the power to do the things that you ask us to do. We can be more than conquerors through Jesus Christ our Lord. And we praise you for that. We also praise you that despite our shortcomings, our sins, our failures, there is nothing in this universe that can separate us from your love. Jesus proved that on the cross. Be with Steve this morning as he shares your word. Remind us again through these scriptures we'll be looking at that you are the God of this universe You created everything, you hold everything together, and everything that happens in this universe is unfolding according to your plan to accomplish exactly what you desire, and that we are a part of that. We ask these things in Christ's name. Amen.
2: Good morning. Great to see all of you here on this Lord's Day. It's good that we can be together. You know, the weather is that time of the year where it's a little bit iffy now and then, but I sort of like this. Years years ago, I'd come. and didn't like the summers, but the summers are exciting. There's drama. There's lightning, thunder, and rain, and so it's good that they said last week, the Lord makes the clouds, moves the clouds, and uses the clouds for his purposes and for his glory. That's what he does. In the songs we sang, that Jesus loves me, a song you've all heard for years and years. What a wonderful song, and all three of those verses are great. And then what Steve read, Romans eight twenty-eight to 39, really, it's, that's one of the best sections that talks about his love for us. Explained there in, in all those verses, wonderful truths that God gives us. Well, this is Father's Day, as you all know. I want to recognize all of you here who are fathers. Indeed, it is an important job. We could take a long time talking about the importance of fathers in our country. It's one of the probably greatest needs is for good fathers. But I want to recognize you who are fathers here today. Indeed, it's an important job and one that is, is very much rewarded by the Lord. But I want to read some verses about our Heavenly Father. Just a couple verses. You're familiar. But first one is Ephesians and this is—I'm not sure if he said this, Steve—but this is what Steve's talking about next week. I'm just going to read him. He'll explain him a lot more clearly. Um, blessed for Ephesians one three. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the kind intention of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, which he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. It's important that we recognize, understand that that God is our heavenly Father. I was, I was thinking of the, the Lord's Prayer, you all know that, but but a great verses about our Father. I'm just going to mention a couple things very quickly. It says, our Father. And, of course, we're talking about, as believers here, he's our Father. All of us, he is our Father. We have the same Father. We're in the spiritual family. And, and the next phrase, our Father, who art in heaven. He's our heavenly Father. He's not an earthly Father. completely different than an earthly Father. and And he's in heaven. And then it says, Who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed meaning he's completely distinct, he's set apart, he's unique, he's holy. Hallowed be his name, his character, his power, his purpose is all that God is. Hallowed be that name. Then that last phrase I love, thy kingdom come, the kingdom of God come. Right now it's an earthly kingdom, the devil rules this place. Thy kingdom come and then thy will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. Right now we don't see that, a little bit but not a lot. And when Christ comes back, indeed, it'll be a blessing to see how he is ruling and reigning. But we're, we're talking about fathers here, physical fathers, spiritual father, our father in heaven. And whether your physical father is alive or not, and I would think as I look at you that most of you here, your physical father is, is not alive. But what's most important is knowing your heavenly father, knowing the great love that he has for you. And that we then love him and bless him. And understanding that, as it says there in that text in Ephesians, the one that he chose us before the foundation of the world to love us, to put us into his family, to adopt us as his children. That's what he did. And the fact that He he's the one that chose us for salvation. He is the one who then is sovereign over our salvation. And so we're thankful for that. We're thankful for the past two weeks, how we've talked about how God is sovereign over everything and everyone. And we're going to talk today in a way, and you'll understand it in a minute here, God is sovereign over this church. We've talked about that one singular verse, which is so profound. Jesus says in Matthew 16, verse 18, I will build a church, and the gates of Hades will never prevail against it. Whatever what we think, what we see, what's going on in the church world today, God, Christ, they're building the church. That's what they're doing. And we're thankful how God's been sovereignly and leading and blessing this church through all the years. And we're looking forward to how God's going to continue to lead and bless this church in the years ahead and the future that he has for us. But I want to share some things that we as elders, so this is a different kind of message here. You'll see in a few minutes. I'm not going to be looking at a lot of verses, but sharing history, sharing stories, sharing where God is leading us. But I want to share some things that we as elders have been praying and talking about for quite a while now and it relates to us, it relates to Bethel, it also then relates to the church, the church property here. What we're thinking about is making an agreement with Bethel to change their status from renter of this property to owner of this property. This agreement would transfer the land and the building assets to Bethel with terms that Hope Bible Church would continue on. Everything would go on as the same as it always has been. I want to share some thoughts about this, and then Bruce Giovanni will come up a little later and share some more, and we'll have some Q&A after that. First is about four years ago, we started renting to Bethel Baptist, and we've seen that they're a good, solid, solid growing church, and we're blessed to have them here sharing this property with us. And Bethel sees this place as their church home. Uh, they use all the rooms, and they've made many improvements at their own expense, And Bethel would like this to be their home for the years to come. And they want to make even more improvements so as to be able to facilitate their growth as a church. That would necessitate them owning this property so they could develop this property even more. So it makes sense that they become the owners. And again, I'll repeat, we would stay here. We're not going to change who we are. We're not going to change what we do. Second, I want to say this. I'll be retiring sometime in the future. Let me explain. I'm getting older. I'll be 70 and five months, five months from today, in fact, and I have some health issues with my back, peripheral neuropathy, my legs, my feet, my arms, and my hands, and it's gradually getting worse. I don't want to retire. I love to do what I'm doing here. I love to teach. I love to pastor. I love the work of being a pastor here. I love to do that, and I will continue on as God leads. So Let me say this. I don't have any plans to retire. Nothing in the future. God's not told me a thing. I'm just saying it's going to happen sooner or later. That makes sense. We're all going to retire sooner or later. I know now that I'm getting a little older that it will happen sooner or later. So I want to share that with you. And the fact that this is a heavily Hispanic area and that God has not given us any clear succession plans as a church, as elders, makes us think then at this time that we should let Bethel take possession of this property. Again, owner's. And we would then again continue on using this facility every Sunday morning here at 10:30 Friday night meetings, meetings for women, and everything else that we do using the property as we need for special events that we have as well. But I want to talk about our history a little bit because history, that is given the big picture, helps us to see more clearly what's happened before this. We're at this point in time, we're June 18th, 2023. What's happened years before this? Let's go back to 2003, Bruce both Giovanni, myself, and many others in this room were in a church called Bay Area Community Church, BACC, and we met in a dance studio. That's what happened. Then we came here to this property. God was sovereignly wonderful. We came here, and, and, and there's there a church here, HCCC, Hillsborough Christian Community Church. Charlotte was part of that church and some others, but many of those have passed away or are gone. Carol Holland, I think, was, was part of this church there too. And, and, and they, at that time, were smaller. They were older. They had no children. That's, that's the way it was. But God had blessed HCCC through all the years, and, and then we come along, and we are a bigger church, we are a younger church, and we have more children, so it made sense to merge. We talked about that for probably eight, nine, ten months or so, starting in 2003, then made the official decision in 2004, and said so we merged those two churches in 2004, and we became then Hope Bible Church HBC. It's been a great blessing for BACC. Back then, we had all these new relationships with people here at, at HCC. And that was encouraging. We inherited a property that was fully paid off, and as a great facility this place has been for us as a church. Now that it's 2023, we look back and we can see all the ways that God has led and blessed and used us. And I could, we could go on for another message or two talking about that, but I'm gonna, just going to sum it up by that statement. God has helped us. We've had our struggles, but God has been gracious and his lovingly, sovereignly, and miraculously kept us going for the last 20 years. And if you've been here at that time, you see it. God's been kind. We've been dwindling, though. You recognize that, too. You're not dumb. You can see what's going on. It's, it's harder. We're getting older, you know. The children aren't here as much. are not many children. That's the way it is. But God has helped us, then, to spiritually grow as a church. And, and I'm encouraged. I talked to some of you. And as I talk to you, I'm really thankful for how God has helped so many of you that I know personally and have talked to you. You go through life. You go through struggles and trials. And God is is, is strongly working in you through his word and spirit and through the relationships that we have here. So it's, it's a blessing seeing God do that. He's brought new people to this church, but again, it's, it's been hard to physically grow as a church. That's, that's the truth. And that's partly because we're older, partly because we're in a Spanish-populated area. Uh, I mean, uh, I, there's probably about 10 churches, this immediate area, within a half mile or so. And they all used to be English. They all used to be English. You know what? They're all Spanish. We're the only English church left in this area. The only one left. And we're still going. We're not stopping. I'm just saying that's the way it is. In fact, let me tell you a quick story. 1993, a guy named Glenn Reisinger, Charlotte knows him. She was here back then. He was the pastor of this church. And he told me this story. I met him one time at a luncheon. And he said, in 1993, some Spanish church came and said, hey, we want to buy this property. You know what happened? Well, you know what happened. It's obvious. They said no. <laughs> they said no. <laughs> and that led to us being able to come here in 2003 and then unite with HCC in 2004. So God is sovereign over that. The church could have been sold way back in 1993 to another Spanish church. It was not. And so here we are today, 30 years later, and we see that God's working. About seven or eight years ago, I was going door to door in the neighborhood over in Hubert Street and met Rafael Sanchez. He's sitting there in the back there. And uh, we had an encouraging time talking. And it was about four years ago, I believe. It was about four years ago this time, I think June of, of uh, 19, 19, 2019, 19, 20, way back. 2019. And he, and he was pastoring a church west of, I think, someplace over in town and country. And he said they needed more space. And he wanted to know, could we rent this property? And he told me that oftentimes, because he, again, lives over in Hubert, he'd come driving past this property he said, said, oh, it'd be so nice to have my church here at this location. We talked about it over the months, the summertime, a few months, and then they began renting. And that was October of 2019. It's been a blessing having Bethel. Here since that time. I'm not saying everything's perfect. They're not a perfect church, but overall it's been, in my perspective, a, a very much of a blessing what God has done for us. Let me just say these things. I've seen their character. I've seen their love for God, their love for people, both saved and lost, and for us as a church they have been very kind and gracious the leadership as well as just the people themselves. I've seen their faith in God. I've seen their humility, their devotion, their hard work for the Lord, I've seen them doing the Lord's work. That is, they're teaching God's word, and they are sharing the gospel, and they are making disciples, and they are training leaders. Each of those phrases I just said are loaded with meaning. I give you all kinds of examples of each one, those four things there. Teaching the word, and sharing the gospel, and making disciples, and training leaders. Of course, they're reaching out to children, evidenced by what happened a couple weeks ago, the Advocation Bible School. A great success, great success. If you were here, you could see, man, things are happening. There's all this, they're really good at decorations, too, and they had this place all decked out. That was, again, a real a blessing to see that. And they're using the building every night of the week. That is Monday through Friday. They really are, every night of the week, and sometimes then on Saturdays as well. So they're using this property, the whole thing, every, every room in this property. They've, got, they've been good stewards, taking care of the property. As I said before, they're making improvements on this property as well. We've got to know them quite well especially the leaders. We've had joint leaders meetings with them. And, and and we've seen then that they are strong and they are healthy and they're a growing church. And so it just made sense, what I said before, to transfer ownership to this young, growing church that wants to do the work the Lord. It is doing the work of the Lord. And they want to keep doing the work of the Lord. So that's, that's, that's how we see it here. And so it's been a bl- big blessing having Bethel Baptist here for these last three and one half years. It's obvious that the leader's and the members of the church are glad to be here. They love this place. I just walk around, and whether it's Wednesday night or Sunday morning, and I see them, and I talk to some of them, and they just really like this place. And they do consider this place to be their home. They really do. We have a very good relationship with Bethel, as I just said, and especially the leaders. We've, we've, uh, I've gotten together with Raphael, I don't know, dozens of times the last three or four years. I mean, many, many, many times we talk. On the phone, and of course, in person, the office here, we, we just are staying in touch. And it's been a good time, a good relationship with him and with Bethel. And, and so what I want you to know here is this relationship with Bethel isn't just a matter of business, okay? It's not that. It's not we're making some business deal. You know, that, that'll be part of it, and we'll explain that more later. That's part of it, but primarily it's a fellowship. It's, it's a friendship that we have. I see ourselves as jointly working together as sister churches. You know how we support three missionary groups? Israel, and Honduras, and um, Italy. I I see this as sort of a mission church of ours as well, only it's right here. And I think that's a good way to look at that. We're helping them, supporting them, and doing what we are thinking of doing at this time. So I believe that God has sovereignly brought Bethel to us at this time in our history. We weren't actively looking for a church a few years ago to come here. But, but God brought them. That's, that's what took place. And, and again, uh, Bethel's a good church. They're a, a God-loving church. They're a serving church, a church that is faithfully week in and week out doing the work of the Lord. And, that's, and I can see that. I can tell you more than anybody because I see what's going on. I'm here every week, and I talk to these men here, all, everyone in the leadership. I know them all personally, and it's very positive uh, what they're doing. And so this discussion about transferring ownership is something we've been thinking about for a while. In fact, I've been thinking about it for two and three years. We started talking to his elders about a year ago, but then this past January, he says, you know, let's, let's really figure this out. And I remember Bruce saying this at one of our elders' meetings back then in January, that we need to see if this is what the Lord wants. So that's when we started pursuing it in prayer And in talking, elders discussing together. We got with some of the leaders at at Bethel to talk more about who they are and where they were going. Extensive talks. I mean, we're talking four or five times. Uh, Particularly Giovanni and myself, he does help with the Spanish (laughs) and the communication end of things. And so we had these discussions and these talks, and we've gotten counsel from other godly men as well. Steve Phelps, we've talked to him about this, and and others. Ken Fuller, uh, I believe you know him. So we've talked about all these things here. And, 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 and it's obvious that it's a church that we now are older and that we are smaller and we don't have many children, do we? We all know this. So it seems like things have reversed. Where HCC was 20 years ago, this is where we are 20 years later. Bethel, of course, is longer, younger, larger and they have a lot of children and they have a vision to keep using this entire property and when I say entire property, I mean every square inch, every building and the room outside. And it's really good too that they're the kind of people and, and, and they're going to have access to money too that we do not have access to to fix it up. But they also have the kind of people that, you know, whether it's the plumbers or the electricians or designers, they just know how to think. And, and they're younger. They can physically do the work. We have, we have work days and I'm really thankful for the few men and few ladies that show up. But it gets harder to do work day when you're older. They're younger. They, they can do these things, you see. And they have more people to do it. So just so much of this just makes sense to us. And so we believe God would want us to transfer ownership of this property from HBC to Bethel. And that now the time to move ahead. Because we thought, well, why don't we wait a few years? I thought, why? I'm not getting any younger. You know, Bethel's excited. They've been here for three and a half years. I told somebody we've been dating them for three and a half years already. You know, how much longer do we need to date them in that sense, you know, and get to know them and things? And so now's the time to move ahead. We believe the result of this decision will be a win-win. I really believe that. A win-win. A great blessing to us and a great blessing to them. That's how I see it. My verse today, as I read my quiet time, Psalm 126, verse 3 says, The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. I was thinking back through the big picture of where I've come from, where this church has come from. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. And I see him doing great things for us in the future as well. With that, I want to have Bruce and Giovanni come on up here. Bruce is going to share first, and Giovanni share some things. Then we'll have our Q&A time. Thank you.
3: Good morning, everyone. So, um, I'd like to share a few thoughts from some of the times, as Steve said, we've we've uh, talked about this over the years. Might repeat a few things that Steve said, but maybe in a different way to to stir your thoughts. Um, first of all, I just I think about uh, what we're doing, and um, someone at one point shared that we are switching roles with uh, Bethel and HBC. And when I say roles, I think of uh, lessor and leasee. You know, we, we've we been the lessor in the, for several years here, as Steve said, or where we're leasing the building to Bethel. And um, uh, with our change, we would be reversing that role to where we're not owning and responsible for the building, they would be, as, as Steve said. So that's a change. Um, it's what we're doing, but there's more to it, as Steve said, and that gets me into a little bit of why we're we're doing this. Um, I was thinking of uh, uh, the statement it's the best utilization of God's resources for God's work. And uh, you know that's you know, I think in all our minds is you know it, it all belongs to God, uh, whether it's our church building or. Our bodies or, you know, our homes, whatever. It's, it's all God's, and we're here to do his work, and we just want to make sure, as we always have over the years, making sure that we're good stewards, that we're utilizing those resources the best we can, and uh, as Steve said, you know, our numbers, uh, you know, and it's God's sovereignty. He's, he's had us at high numbers as far as our congregation, and then you know, over the years, we've we've gone down some in numbers, and we've been watching that as, as elders, and you know, saying, you know, God, what are you doing, and um, you know, what do you want us to do to utilize those resources the best we can, and and it goes to that age thing, as Steve said, we're we're not as young as we used to be, and we try to consider that um, and what we can do, and then we've seen the utilization of our property. Uh, go down as we've we've reduced the numbers, we've gone up in age, <laughs> and it's uh, to where we're not utilizing every aspect of the property. It's just the way it is. And then again, why um, we're doing what we're doing is uh, Steve said. You know, the neighborhood uh, it's continually grown more Spanish. Um, you know, uh, we're again we're not blind to that, and we. And then we see that we've got a Spanish church amongst us in Bethel. Um, As Steve said, they've been very faithful. And for them to be uh, willing to invest in the property and fully utilize it, we believe that them having ownership of that, the property is critical for that to happen. And as they become owners and invest in the property and their time and their money, and then, again, it's utilizing God's God's resources to the best that can be utilized. But it, it also allows us to continue on. Uh, that's an important fact as we believe God still has work for us um, and for you uh, to be a part of that. We want to make sure that as long as you are interested in being part of HBC you've got a place to come to uh, You know, on Sunday to worship and during the week for Bible studies and so forth. So that will be part of what we're looking at um, as we talk further about uh, these other aspects, as far as how do we do this? And uh, Steve mentioned um, a few things about that, but I'll say when we were talking to the um, uh, Baptist Association the other day, uh, a few things we talked about were, you know, that there's there's two parts to this. Uh, one is the uh, the deed, the mature, you know, deeding over the property to Bethel. And then the other is our agreement with Bethel and how we operate. So the, uh, the deeding of the property will be more along the lines of gifting it to them. You know, we're, we're not going to have a payment transaction with us in Bethel, um, just as there wasn't one when we merged with HCC. Uh, it will be a gifting of the property and that goes along with our church uh, bylaws where we look at any secession plan going forward we um, look for a uh, religious organization that has similar uh, doctrinal thinking as we do and ministry thinking that we do and steve alluded that's you know what we've been Discussing with Bethel and looking and observing with Bethel is that they are in sync with us regarding that. Um, So, from a from a uh, uh, bylaw standpoint, we feel we're honoring what we were passed along from HCC. That was part of their bylaws was that hey, if anything happens with the property, it goes to somebody that is uh, in sync with the church, but uh, doctrinally, for example. So, uh, and then the lease agreement, um, just so you know, as, as we talk about that, that will allow us to have a, on paper with Bethel um, how we look to function continuing on as HBC in the same property with them. So we'll be spelling out, you know, the things that we look to do and continue doing, like meeting here on Sunday mornings, you know, what time we're meeting, things like that, just so that we make sure that we're communicating well and you know, not, won't, don't want to have any conflicts later as far as I thought you said uh, so, <laughs> so-and-so, but in this way if it's in writing, it's, it's everybody's in agreement, so those, those two things will be linked together, our written agreement with Bethel, and the deed that changes hands, uh, they're linked to make sure that, you know, one goes with the other. You know, we're, we're not, we're not deeding over the property without getting the agreements squared away and so forth. So they'll work hand in hand. And then I would say uh, when things would happen. Uh, we've, we've each tried to uh, estimate that. Uh, you know, again, God's in control of that. We would think maybe that's a few months away. Um, But a few details to iron out but just kind of keep that in mind I I do anticipate it being fairly seamless to most of you Um, you know we will be uh, uh, well we're presenting it today to you folks and then Beth will be presenting it I believe today to their congregation Um, and then looking for feedback from the congregation you know as far as uh, questions you have as Steve said we'll have Q&A here in a few minutes looking for your feedback if there's any concerns things we haven't thought of that concern you and then um, after the churches get the feedback we'll be talking with a lawyer regarding the actual uh, deed and making sure that's all lined up properly as far as what all the government requires <laughs> so there's no questions there so that'll be coming up and then we'll continue to work on that written agreement with Bethel Uh Going back and forth between each other, making sure we're we're all agreeing on uh, how two churches will operate here. So uh, that that will uh, sum up when things happen. Um, So there are several steps that could, like we said, be a couple of months or a few months. So uh, be patient with us as we work through that. So that's that's what I've got from my recollection of our talks. Giovanni's uh, going to come up and share uh, his remembrance of things, steps they've been through. Okay.
4: okay. Thank you. Well, I think I'm going to repeat some of the stuff that Steve and Bruce said. You're just going to hear it with a different accent, that's all. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys noticed, but since uh, Bethel uh Start sharing the building with us uh, they have came in and have done a lot of a lot of improvements i mean they added these speakers they added internet uh, to this uh, the sanctuary which allows us to to transmit our servers they also put um, also uh, internet in the in the uh, fellowship hall and also they have painted a lot of the rooms they changed the floor so they they've done a lot of a lot of improvements on the property now as far as uh, using the the property for gas work I mean, on Monday night, they, they train the leaders. And on Tuesday, they have about 25 people praying here. Uh, on Tuesday, uh, also, they, they meet with their leaders, and they, they have the meetings. On Wednesday, the entire church gets together, and they just, uh, for training, I believe they have, a, like, a three different classes. And on Thursday, uh, Thursday night, there is a meeting for the young adults, the college kids. On Friday, they have youth meeting. And also the parents come and they have a prayer and fellowship time. And, and, and Saturdays they, they also hold any, they have any events, you know, for the, in the fellowship hall and all that. So they, as far as using the property for God's work, they, they really use it. Like Steve said, they, they really do that and they really serve the, the Hispanic community. Uh, also, Rafael have his office here, so he's here most of the time, So which is great for, for security, you know, keeping an eye on, on the property. So that is, uh, that is great. Now, um, hold Bible Church is not going anywhere. I mean, we, we're going to stay here. Like Steve said, we're still going to have our, our service. We're going to have our, our Matthew meal, uh, men's meeting, ladies' meeting, Wednesday night meeting, and, and any other meeting that we need to, to use the fellowship. So that's, that's great. We're still here. Um, the, all all the seats is, is just transferring the assets to Bethel. And, and and with that ownership, it comes also responsibility. You guys know that this building is is getting up in, in age. I mean, it's getting older, and it needs a lot of work, uh, work like the plumbing, the electrical, and they wanted to fix up the bathroom. The bathroom are not ADA compliance, so they they want to do that. And they by they owning the building, they had the backing of the Baptist Association to provide funding for for all that. So which is that's that's, that's awesome. Um, we also, Steve and I, we met with uh, Rafael and, and Jorge, and Steve was very, very clear, and he wanted us to know where they stand on as far as doctrine. So he asked a lot of questions. We heard the conviction, and they they very solid. We asked him about about the purpose, leadership, woman's role in the church, dealing with sin, prophecy, and all that, and we really believe they—they they are very, very solid. They got great conviction. They hold the truth of God, so they—they're great. Also, we we, we met with um, uh, Mike, uh, Mike Ken, uh, Lee Anson, Pineda, and believe me, in that meeting, Mike Ken has nothing but praise, but for Rafael, which it was great to hear, you know, from outside the group, the the about. The way, the type of leader that he is, the, the purpose, and, and, and he wants to serve God and uh, expand the, uh, the gospel. Uh, this this transition will allow them, like I said before, to, to expand, help the property, and also to serve the Hispanic community. As you know, there's a lot of them here, a lot of them coming, and they really love, they really have great love for the laws <coughs> and, uh, and the Hispanics, so being a Hispanic. So it's, I think it's, a, like Steve said, this is not a, just a business transaction. It's just a, we, we just want to be part of a, something great, like, you know, for the lost work and Hispanic community. So uh, I think it's great. Um, that's about it, what I have to say. So, uh, this, yeah, uh, thank you.